Jason Tatum's three was awful that that wasn't called. Awful. Did you? Did you think it was a push-off? I'm asking you. No, no, be, be committed. Did you think it was a push-off? It was a push-off. You can't. And the reason that it bugged me, because at the end of the game, there were the touch fouls. You know, Jason Tatum has a 360 foul. Marcus Smart and Tuck gets tangled up. Touch foul. So if we're going to call it that way, then you have to call that. Hmm. Oh, Glenn. Such a wily vet. Oh, Glenn, up to his up to his tricks again. We know this one. What well, we do? We yeah. I gotta get my larynx fixed. It's like <laughs> it's like seeing the magician for the third or fourth or fifth time, and you start to figure out how he pulls the rabbit out of the hat, or how the lady gets cut in half, and all that kind of stuff. That's what this is from the doctor. People know this deal. You go all the way back to 0708. And who went tete-a-tete? Who went back and forth with coaches all through every postseason? This is what Glenn Rivers does. It's why some say, oh, he's the doctor. Because he's now throwing it on the officials. Did Tatum get away with one? Yep. No different than what his guy gets away with. And that's who, A, he's trying to protect is James Harden because James Harden does the exact same thing. Harden will separate. He'll use physicality to separate from a defender, and then he'll go make a shot. That's exactly what Jason Tatum did. And this is no different than what Doc Rivers did up against the Lakers the first time around. It's no different than how he was manipulating the officials in between games and complaining about calls. What does it care to Doc if he gets dinged 25 grand? That guy doesn't care. It's all about the positioning with the officials for the next game. Which I don't think does anything in the in the in the big scheme of things. I think it eventually gets evened out. Whether you bitch and you try to politic and manipulate the situation, I don't know. I, I don't think it I think it always equals out. If you were actually keeping score. If Maxi flops and falls to the ground, do you think there's a foul called? If Maxi Maxi was covering him. Maxi was covering him on that play. So he does he gives him he doesn't extend his elbow, but he gives him the short elbow, right? Short arm. He might have a chance to get the call, but probably not. Yeah. Now, you know what's crazy? If that was Harden defending him, he might get the call. Because it would be, oh, you got whatever Harden is, six three. Against a six foot nine guy, just from the optics itself, it would it would it would look goofy. Help me out with something. I need some. I need some counseling. I need some counseling. Lay on the couch. Okay. I hate James Harden. I hate his game. Well, dude, I hate everything about it. You're I know, talking to the New England regional chapter yeah, uh, president here. Yeah. So I'm coming to the right person. Okay, because I, I like his game. He's obviously very talented. That's not what bugs me. And what bugs me is just the way he goes about his business, you know, drawing fouls. It almost feels cheap in a sense. Then I was watching like Miami play and I'm remembering what Jimmy Butler was doing to the Celtics last year. And he basically does the same thing. He draws fouls. 
he does a lot of you know fake pumping, which lead guys fall into him, and he gets those cheap fouls, and he's a really good free, free throw shooter. Harden and Trey Young are the reason there was the rule change of the whole get the guy in the air and then lean into them yeah. to draw the three. Yeah, they, they it's really be, those two guys were among the the leaders in getting those types of, of plays. Yeah, and so he does, he's really good at it, and Embiid has his own little unique style also. But I remember going, man, if I hate – James Harden, I should probably feel the same way about Jimmy Butler, who basically does the same thing. It's the same outcome, but his demeanor and the way he does it seems different. And I don't, I respect Jimmy Butler, and I and I hate James Harden. Like, help me out with that. Why? It's as Tell simple. Why, it why? is. It's as simple as this. It is viewed that Jimmy Butler is a dog, in the good kind of way. The kind of guy you want in an alley with you. Yep. And James Harden is the kind of dog that is like my awesome golden retriever who after breakfast yesterday morning, he laid beside me, sat beside me on the uh, couch outside and wanted his belly rubbed. Hmm. That is James Harden. James Harden is the kind of passive dog who will look mean and it looks like he can play the part. But in reality, you go up to him and he's barking and snarling. And you pet him, and ultimately the tail will wag. Whereas with Jimmy Butler, he will bite you. If you continue to poke at him, he will bite you. One is a guy who can mix finesse with strength in playoff basketball, and the other guy is just a finesse dude that every all the youngs will tell you, including the two that I live with, about, oh, how great this guy is. How great. Again, there's the one person. In America, who has caused more um, late teen honky, uncoordinated dribbler between the legs, taking one-legged three pointers at the YMCA, is because of James Harden. See, uh, so I, that, that's got to be it. Because I would even add this to the whole dog analogy. Like that dog's loyalty is only going to go as far as who has the treats in their pocket. And who's feeding him. That is exactly who, who right. Who has the treats yep. in their pocket. And I think that is like with, with Jimmy Butler, it is perceived Jimmy Butler would rather die than lose. Yep. James Harden goes home and goes to bed. Yeah. Doesn't just, care either way. It's another, yes, it doesn't. Now, do you know who I think it bought? Do you know who I think is closer to Jimmy Butler on that team than James Harden? It's clearly Joel Embiid. Same. Yep. Joel Embiid is a dog. That guy wants to win, and he tries to make an impact on both ends of the floor. Like, believe it or not, for about four minutes yesterday, James Harden played defense, and you realized, oh my God, it's in him. He just doesn't want to do it. I agree with which you. Dribble, makes dribble, dribble, fat, fat. That's exactly right. Just stand there and dribble away. Oh, that is funny. That, that, I think that's what, the way it is. That's got to be because he annoys the hell out of me. And I almost get irritated with Joel Embiid because I don't know if he actually needs to sell his flop all the way to the ground. But oh, somehow no. he feels like he has to sell it. He has to sell it to completion, which means falling to the ground, grabbing his face, and for, you know, and it's like, you know, acting like he just got poked in the eye. Like, and, and he can't see. Like, he needs an eye patch. I would come to a game with an eye patch. I would literally come to the game with an eye patch 
And, you know, and just, like, make, make sure everybody knew that I was injured in the first four games. So you would go full-blown Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Or Russell Wilson. Let yes. everybody know how hurt you are. Yeah, come in a cast. Maybe a sling. Ooh, then they'd have to cut it off right on the... Take it uh, off, you know. Let me, let me in. That's right. That's what I would do. Something to that effect. Which leads me to this next one, which we didn't get to. Okay? Because the other aspect of this things that bug me that I guess I would need counseling with is okay. this. Okay. Sure. Dr. Gresh. Why do people... In Philly, boo and yell and hate one very special Al Horford. Why are they booing him? What did Al Horford, who was there for a hot minute, did nothing for you? You got rid of, forced him to go to Oklahoma City. Why do you hate him so much? Why? When I tell you this, it's going to take you a second for it to set Well, in. that's why I came to you, doctor. <laughs> it's Lou Merloni syndrome. Okay, I do need to think about this for a second. All right. Um, so in okay, Philly, okay. in Philly, what do they remember? Got a lot of money. That Al Horford got a lot of money. Supposed to be like this twin tower type of thing with Joel Embiid. And there was not a lot of winning. And I think the way Sweet Lou used to rail on Al Horford because of why. Well, it was really one of the big reasons. He came here and got 30-plus million dollars. And even in the world of the NBA, when you're in the $30 million club, man, that's now those numbers are starting to skyrocket. But if you remember at the time, it was one of the big signings. Well, Philadelphia doubled down and turned around and did the exact same thing. Remember when he went to Philly? It was like, well, the Celtics were never going to give him that. And then the Philly people got their dose of it. They didn't see Al Horford enough in the playoffs. And I really think that... A couple years ago when Al was here and you saw $32 million beside his name, it made you pucker butt. You're like, oh, my God, what are we doing with that money? Now that it's, what, $12 million? Now playoff Al's a bargain. Philly just didn't get enough of playoff Al. I think we around here have turned the page a little bit and can appreciate what Al Horford brings to this team but the price point's also been lowered, and it makes it easier to embrace it. I, I would but say, Philly, they're just a whole bunch of Loomerlonies down there. No, no, okay, That good. guy came here, and he did nothing, and he got paid a butt ton he, of money. He, he eventually got benched. Yeah. And he was coming off the bench. That's yeah. why they hate him. And you put a $32 million or $30 million, whatever Philly was paying him at the time, and you're like, well, that's another player who might be able to come here and do something. Hmm. Because remember, doctor. thank you, doctor. Because remember, they were also dealing with having given the ben. hideous contract to Ben Simmons, and they were still sitting on that turd see, down my, there my as well. Thing with that, that is, see, I agree with you on that on that aspect, and it I is, think that's a part of it with Al too. Is that you lumped in with you? You spent thirty plus million on what? Who? But it's, isn't it obvious that they had no idea how to use him? And how to utilize him? Isn't I, it obvious that he could have played like small? Call it a small center. To Joel Embiid's center? Couldn't he be a power five? Something to that effect? Well, I think what they were looking for was another big who could space the floor to be able to give uh, Embiid some Embiid's more space to operate which inside. He could, which he can do. There's no doubt. So my issue, like the, the Philly fans, uh, although similar to the Boston fans, are, uh, you know, don't I don't think they're you're, they're pointing the blame at the, at the right person. I don't know. Was Doc Rivers even the coach then? He was, wasn't he? Was he the coach then when they when I, they signed him? I don't believe. I don't know if he was either. I don't believe so. I think that my, I'm trying to remember who would have been there uh, before the good doctor. 
And it, it's not Brett Brown. W- right. So that's why we don't remember it. Because what? Who? Yeah, Brett because Brown. after that, after he was coming off the bench, they sent his ass. Christopher Walken. What was that? The guy who sounded like Christopher Walken. Oh, I think he's from around here. He, he is Brett Brown, really? Local guy. South I, Portland, Maine. Oh. Yeah, he's not really okay. from around here. No, and then he, went to BU. He's in New England. Uh, I guess he went he to BU. From... It's close enough. Okay. I mean, yeah. and people claim Patino, and he had a stopover at BU, so, okay. you know. All right. But, yeah, that, was... but that's part of the reason why Philadelphia went and got P.J. Tucker as well, is because if you've a got tough guy that, who can play defense that well, doesn't it's the shoot three, ever. I was just going to say, it's supposed to be more of the, like, 3 and D guy. Like, he was one for four from three yesterday. But, again, it's just space it out for, for Embiid. But it's coaching. It's, yeah, there's a lot. But it feels it feels like there's that extra layer of Philly hatred for Al. I know, but it also feels 100% just manufactured. Just like, and then when I hear it, I'm like, Come on. Do you really, you, you, like, you guys are just, why don't, isn't there someone else you can boo for? He's there, Dallas Thomas. Boo at. <laughs> they boo at. Came here for a bunch of money and then ultimately, I, or, or I, went there for a bunch of money and then uh, ultimately underachieved when it was all said and done.